You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. I'm going to kick us off, but first we got to start with the trivia that you just said, because I bet no one, no one, which we won't know, this, this can't be participatory because it's a podcast, but what was the, the trivia that you just dropped? So Amanda and I watch Jeopardy every night. Um, while like we old usually, couples do. <clears throat> usually while we eat dinner. <coughs> it's a tradition. <laughs> They had a question. <laughs> Do you have the uh, the TV dinner like uh, you the know trays. like grandma, like the trays and you we, like put them up to your couch? We built our own tray. <laughs> of course. No, you didn't. Yeah, so course. we have our own custom one we bought when we built our mantle. We just bought a huge log of spalted maple and cut it down to size for the mantle. And we had some extra wood, so like we should make like one of those little pull-up tables out of the same wood as the mantle. And then you take your your banquet Salisbury steak and macaroni. <laughs> And then you take it off, and you're like, "Are you ready, honey?" No, we usually we usually pretty good. He's more like the the husband on fried green tomatoes, where he comes in and expects to be handed a a heavy bud. And I cook just as much as Amanda. You got a good scald on this chicken. Yeah, yeah for so we used it last night. We had a, a brie. We had a, toasted our own crostini bread for Super Bowl. But anyways, that's besides the point. We watch Jeopardy every day. And the final Jeopardy question stumped everyone, and it was, it was uh, Johnny Cash said that the song keeps me. S- well, let me find the quote. Great. So prod, well, I'm gonna, prodding, prodding was a word. Yeah. So it was, it was his quote was it was kind of a prodding to myself to play it straight, said Johnny Cash of this 1956 hit. <clears throat> So I thought it was a boy named Sue, and he was like, play it straight, like the straight man, like you're really upset. But it was, I walked the line, and the two people that kind of got it on Jeopardy said, walk the line, because that was the name of the the biopic, not I walked the line, so technically they were all wrong. But I asked that of the Go Wild team this morning, because everyone's kind of a big country music fan. I'm like, I wonder if any of the Go Wild people would know that. Than you guys did. Yeah, the uh, I I didn't think Johnny Cash had a hit at 1956 because that was still Elvis was still kind of erupting onto the scene. <coughs> um, that was earlier than I thought he had any hits. But yeah, it's weird because I said "Boy Named Sue" and you guys are like, "Oh, that's a Shel Silverstein poem," and I'm like, I thought he was like the 70s, song. Or 80s. Je- Sel- Shel yeah. Silverstein wrote songs too. Yeah, and yeah. I had no idea he was writing. T- well, and I don't know when Boy Named Sue, when Johnny Cash sang it, but I assume it was 60s. You should pull some up, pull up some of Shell's albums today. Some They're of his albums, I'll have yeah. to listen. So did he sing them himself? Did yeah. he sing? Yeah, well, yeah. Ish. I don't know. <laughs> it's that, interesting. That Johnny Cash, can you pull your mic up? Um, that Johnny Cash movie is interesting. Um, there's one point 
where they're out of the cars, and I think they allude to – I can't remember if it's Buddy Holly or Jerry Lee. Have you seen it? Do you remember which one they, they talk about? about? Walk the Line. Yeah. Do you remember at one point they're all around the car and they talk about one of them has the pills or something? Is mm. it Buddy Lee or Jerry Lee Lewis that they were – I can't remember. Buddy but, Holly? Or that's what I meant, Buddy Holly. Because Buddy, Buddy Holly died uh, in 1959, so it might even be too early for Buddy Holly if it was early in Cash's career. But Cash, Jerry Lee, and Elvis were all kind of – you know, there together, and then Elvis is the one that kind of blew up first, um, and then Jerry Lee and Elvis kind of rivaled for a while, and Johnny just kind of went off and did a, a different direction with country. I'm more of a walk hard sort of guy. <laughs> yeah, that Dewey Cox story. Uh, well, other big country news. I just informed Erica that Beyonce is coming to country music. What? She announced last night during the Super Bowl. She's like tweeting from her box, blowing up the whole world. Confusing everyone. She was sitting up there with. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't even want to go there. I'm afraid I'm going to get hated on. I don't like it. I don't, you don't like, like what? it. I already listened to it. Oh, you don't like the music. I thought you meant you didn't like the I, fact. What do you think of what you think artist. of Post Malone doing the country acoustic guitar wearing his mossy oak? Oh, you missed the beginning of the Super Bowl. He did that. Oh, not yeah, anthem, but what's the other one they do? Uh, America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Oh. And he was wearing mossy oak. He was wearing mossy oak. Someone told me, and I, this must have just been like, okay, I wasn't able to. Oh, start you know what? Watching. I take that back. He might not have been wearing mossy oak when he was singing. The You're song, talking about the warm up. But he was I think wearing he had it at yeah, the mossy oak. Because he had a blazer on last night yeah. when he actually played. Yeah. Um, my kids had a ball game scheduled at five and six o'clock. Like. Some real jerks. Um, so I did not get to start watching the Super Bowl until the third quarter. That's when it got good. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was a the first half was kind of like. Yeah, it was a great time to only watch the second half of the Super Bowl. But someone told me that it was supposed to be that um, Anthony Earl, what's his name, Oliver Anthony. No. Oh. That Oliver Anthony was going to do a Toby Keith tribute. Did that? I happen? don't believe that. I hadn't heard a word about that. Okay. I don't think, I don't that think was he'd Tim. be the best. I yeah. I, I'm Tim. Of all the people to do a Toby Keith tribute, I don't think it'd <laughs> yeah. be Oliver Anthony. I don't think it would because he, a, he, even though he blew up like in the socials, I don't think he has the credibility to do that yet. And yeah. I think of, to Dan's point of like, I mean, you had Tim McGraw coming out and like singing songs in tribute mm. when Toby died. I feel like right. it'd be somebody that actually knew him. Didn't he launch Taylor Swift's career? So he didn't, he did. Uh, Toby he, Keith. Toby, Toby Keith, Keith invested in Big Machine Records. He bought 10% of it for, for $400,000. And everybody's making it like he signed Taylor yeah. in the news because it's easy in it. But it technically wasn't him. It was the guy that actually founded Big Machine. But he made the introduction, right? I can't remember. Um, I think he made the introduction, but he didn't. Like the, the, the guy that booked the talent and ended up working yeah. with Taylor was someone else. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But, um, I mean, yeah, without, without Toby funding Big Machine in the beginning too, because uh, that was interesting how all that got started. I mean, he was in the middle of his own – record squabbles with universal and uh was cutting deals and then he he wanted to invest in a new label and so he put 400 grand in he ended up being worth like 400 million dollars because of all his investments i didn't realize like what a g he was i mean just to put that into perspective dolly parton's worth half a billion so he was only a hundred million under dolly Hmm. i was reading about how he was he would you know go over to the do the 
I forget what they call them, but the the Middle East entertainment tours where they'll yeah. go to big bases. Yeah, and he was like, I, I want to just go to like Ford operating bases. And they'd be like, well, we can't give you like security detail. And he's like, that's fine. And it's just pictures of him like in these very remote Ford operating bases just in like sandals playing an acoustic guitar for the troops out there. He sound, seemed like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I think he was reputable. All right, welcome to this episode of Uncensored. <laughs> the build up. <laughs> well, I got I got to kill it because if we keep talking country music, I could go all day long. Um, but thank you to Gunbroker dot com for sponsoring this show and uh, much of Go Wild. If you haven't checked out Gunbroker for turkey season, go do that now. Get turkey guns. What else you got coming up? I guess you could really it's any gun, self defense, pistols, but whatever. But I know turkey season's hot on everybody's mind. We're all kind of starting to chat a little mm-hmm. bit about it here. And Probably do some red dots for turkey season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Chokes. Mm-hmm. Chokes, Get yeah. Get chokes. You can ch- check out gunbroker.com for all that good stuff. Um, I believe you got out and fished, right? I did. Yeah, I went fly fishing on Saturday. Uh, Braden, Phil, and my dad and I went down to Otter Creek, and it rained that, like, early morning, so I was kind of wondering what it was going to be like, but. It's been low. The water's been low here, so I was excited to get some water in the creek. Um, first one's the parking lot, which is ideal scenario for me. If you know anything about me, it's like I'm antsy to beat everybody there. Uh, so nobody's there, and we, we get out and start fishing. It's really slow. It's kind of slow all day. Um, I caught three. Dad caught one. Braden and Phil were yanking out the creek chubs like they were getting paid to do it. <laughs> I don't think they caught a trout, but – I mean, it was warm, warm weather. Great to be out. Kinda. Was the water flowing? Were you fishing streamers or? I was started out fishing streamers. The first one I caught was really quick on a little crawfish pattern, and I thought I had it dialed. You know how it is. <laughs> yes. you catch one quick, you're like, ah, oh, it's gonna yeah. be a day. And then and you fish that for an hour, thinking <laughs> it's gonna be a, like won't come off of it. Dude, I, I banged like a fifty yard stretch of water with that same thing casting every foot and uh not another fish so switched up it was it was kind of interesting i I guess the warm-up that we've had has moved the fish out of their normal spots because i mean we fish down there in the wintertime like you you know where the fish are it's not a huge creek they stock them so they don't go very far they don't distribute very far so you kind of know where they are but that's usually pools because we're fishing in the wintertime but since it has warmed up the last week two weeks whatever it was they'd push them into faster water. Hmm. And so at first I'm casting all the usual spots. And then once I kind of figured out, Oh, wait a minute, they're catching Creek chubs in this pool where we usually catch trout. That's too slow right now. So then kind of adjusted, but that was halfway through the day by the time I figured that out. So it was good. The water was kind of like that stained enough from, from rain that it was perfect to kind of be a little bit more, uh, hide you a little bit better, but, Fishing wasn't great. Come on, turkey season. Yeah. <laughs> so w- which property are you going to hunt for your turkey season this year? Uh, the new farm. Yeah. Do you see birds out there? Uh, so when I hunted out there last spring, there were a lot of gobbles, and I saw hens. Um, there's one spot in particular that I got busted last year that's going to be where I go to first. Are you running trail cameras out there right now? I am, yeah. You're not seeing birds? Mm-mm. No, it's funny. Liz was out at the other farm last week. It's like, well, I'm just going to go see if I can find mushrooms. And yeah. walk, walked out. And you know where 
Yeah. Ted's toilet is. <laughs> she was walking that direction um, where we found the morels mm-hmm. last year and bumped a turkey that was just hanging out over there in the grass, which is weird. Um, it's like right in the backyard of the house. But I haven't seen anything on trail camera for a little while, turkey-wise, but I know where they are out there, and I'm just going to go sit down with decoys. and Never know, man. I'm Get they could they could have shifted on you. Where are you where are you hunting? I'm not right now. Uh, well, not up here. I, I, if I if I turkey hunt right now, it'll have to be public land because I lost my spot. Come to Taylorsville. I wonder if we can get Chris to go out with us. Again. He said he will. Yeah, I just asked him the other day. I, I, when I was deer hunting out there, I saw a, I got a good spot, and there was six or seven together out in the woods right there and i made a mental note and i'm like i'll be back here in the spring fall the fall is not necessarily the best indication of where they'll be in the spring though no but it's a good easy relatively easy but hard to get to spot next to a cut cornfield yeah. so um yeah i don't know my i haven't looked at the calendar but i bet my <coughs> wife works one of those weekends so i might go down and try to chase them on public land i mean i, I wouldn't my one run down there when i blew up my car um, it was funny cause I was walking off and like mile three and a half, I heard eight of them. Uh, but I, I don't think they get a ton of pressure down there like they do with deer. So, and it's a, it's a big, like, I feel like most people that turkey hunt are hunting private down there. I'm, I'm, I may be making this up, but just my experience, I don't, I don't think there's a ton of pressure on public for turkey season. So I may go try it cause you, you, you know, it's well, there's roads, like I could ride up there on an ATV and, get to the base and then just hoof it and kind of call and you know put in three or four hours just walking see what i find i found a good piece of public land this weekend that i did not know was public land and it is supreme hmm. and how was, close to you very close really mm-hmm. how'd you find it someone told me about it and they were like did you know this was public and i was like no because mm. it's like water access you kind of have to like walk a bit to get to it but i did not know it was there and i'm kind of like maybe i should just go scout there for turkey and then see how that goes like while i'm doing that for deer i would still check the website i won't just take that person's for no 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 i checked okay it is yeah yeah the uh get off my yard (laughs) i mean you can go out there at sunset and start seeing if you can figure out where they're roosting because they're going to be pretty close to wherever they're roosting right now. Yeah. With, like, just see if they're, like, sit and if wait it, for them to, like, fly up in a tree? You can, no, what you, do you mean? Well, you could go out in the morning and you could Field. hear them gobbling. Oh, yeah. You can also go out and shot call them, too, with, like, crow call. Mm, see, man, that's the thing about public hunting for turkey. I'm just so scared that I'm going to get like, shot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Because, well, like, what if I'm, like, calling in a human? Yeah. Actually, uh, they'll be like, "What is this? Like a dumb, a dummy hen?" I don't know. She's yeah. calling backwards. I just, yeah, I just kind of like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> that, that, I just that's do like. That's a chicken. Yeah. Good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah, can, you can go out though, and uh, like go out a couple different mornings, especially if there's water. A lot of times they'll roost over the water, mm-hmm. and um, you know you find you may end up stumbling into eight birds there. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna show you guys this on the map after the show. Sweet. Yeah, I, I lost. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure you want to do that? Yeah, because I kind of wonder if uh, I, I was going to send it to Brayden, but I'm like, no, Brayden would be taking it. He wouldn't take it from no, me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I wonder if Brayden had 
if maybe this is a spot he's talked about before. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. That. Yeah, they they've done a I mean, every time you talk to him he's got some kind of public that he's got his eyes on over mm-hmm. there. So yeah, I mean he may give you some advice and may tell you it's good or bad. He may know. Yeah. Are but there turkeys by your house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. When I was deer hunting they were I was Button hearing around. Yeah. So mm, I, mean, I mean I like last year I just hunted in the yard. Yeah. I just wasn't successful. No less chance like of getting shot if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, I am, uh, I think we talked about this last episode. I am 95% sure we were hunting a person last year for a little bit. I think they were hunting us. Yeah. It yeah. was a little hunt on hunt. Yeah. Because we were already set up. And I think <laughs> I remember just hearing those car doors shut, which is oh. the worst sound on public because you're posted up and then you just hear gravel tire tires on gravel and you're like just get quieter like keep on driving and then it stops and then you hear car doors shut and you're like oh no why do you guys keep whispering <laughs> i'm over into the mic <laughs> yeah you and erica like oh, we're gonna blow it's it like out you're telling bedtime stories just keep a normal volume uh the the worst sound it, last year i told that horrible story about how i scouted that spot and then realized i had accidentally turned off the or tuned out or whatever the I got. I went to a spot that was like a thousand foot drop and didn't realize it. Mm. But as I got going up over the ridge, somebody had pulled in, and and down there people will go shoot and they'll shoot into the mountainside. And I start hearing, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, are they firing up this way? Like, I'm I'm at the top of this ridge line, following this logging, not a logging trail, but like an ATV trail. I'm like, I'm gonna get shot up here. So I'll take car doors over bullets whizzing over top but you're not supposed to wear orange when you turkey hunt right no you can't you can't right you literally i mean they they will see you right so like how you i mean i'll still bring orange and wear it going in and going out and you know there's a lot of turkey vests have once you kill a turkey they have the orange flag yeah the worst thing you can do is put that turkey hanging out the back of your yeah so so if you're not hunting if you're walking in or walking out i'd put on some orange yeah I'll, I'll just straight up start, like, humming as I'm walking <laughs> Just out. carry the turkey across your back. Do, 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 do. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, Don't there's, shoot me. The craziest video I've seen is that guy. He's got a GoPro and looking at him. And he had his fan that he brought with him behind, sitting behind him on the log. And he's calling. And he gets shot in the ass from behind. And he's just like, you shot me. He falls over. the guy, And then you see some, like, right before the camera cuts off, I think you see the guy behind him moving from, like, 50 yards away. Mm. So turkey hunting on public does make me a little nervous, too. Doing anything on public makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to text my guy because last year it was leased out. And I don't know, you know, typically that would be a year. But I don't know when he agreed to that. I don't know. I just need to check in and see if I have access, but it's not like I've crushed it out there. You know, there's birds out there, but that setup is really hard because they usually end up going towards the cattle and I've killed one bird out of like six years of trying out there, I think, which is not a great record. Mm. I'm still over many. So Same. I would like to see a turkey walk into my decoys. That would be a victory for me at this point. Yeah. So that's why I shot at Jake. You mean like not even shoot one, just have a turkey walk in. Well, I want to shoot one. Yeah. But if I could even get one to come into my yeah. decoys, because so, every other turkey I've seen, it's because I just blew them out somehow. Do you take a decoy on public, or are you just like asking to get shot? Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean I would. To Dan's point, like I and I do this on private. Like my decoys are covered when I go in. Yeah. I'm not walking right. around with a decoy. 
I carry one like a puppet, like one on each arm, and then every time I go around. (laughs) Dude, that reminds me of, uh, I think it was Scott Ellis was telling me how dumb turkeys are. And he's, I think it was him. Sorry if this wasn't you, Scott. Uh, but I was doing a podcast with him. He's like, yeah, man, we, we, uh, when we hunt in Florida or in like some of these swamps, we'll just put the decoy on a pole and put it 10 foot in the air over where we're sitting. And by the time the turkeys get up to it and realize that's kind of weird, they're dead. But he's like, they're so like they don't think about the fact that that bird is up in the air, like the undulation of the land. Yeah, is they, not possible. Yeah, they're not thinking about that. They're just like bird, 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 bird. You know, <laughs> they're like the seagulls. From, I need to uh, try that because one of Nemo. my one of my spots is like up a hill, and it's the same thing. Like visibility is not until they're on it. Yeah, so I, I had just the stick it up. same problem where I used to hunt. You know, the pole. If if the grass is a little bit long, looking down over that hill, I'm like, there's no way they can see this thing. So. Uh, yeah, hmm. longer. We need like that. That's a company, right? There's some some like uh, telescopic turkey, <laughs> turkey on the stands. Yeah, man. Legs. Yeah, that that idea is on the house. Like turkey a, on like the on the fishing pole too, and you could like reel it in <laughs> and it gets closer. That's been done, I'm sure. The first time I ever took Chris hunting, we um, I had one of those collapsible decoys that was easy to pack. Yeah. And it's actually stuck to the wall downstairs now because I've swore off hunting with it ever again, but. I, me and Chris were sitting on a, a brush line, same place I took you. It was a little bit further than where you set up. Um, there's the, that was one of the fingers, like two more fingers down was where we were sitting. And I had that collapsible decoy facing the way, you know, okay, they might come in this way or this, this side, either way, it'll look like a real bird. And we had three big gobblers come in and they had one hen between them and I could see the gobblers through the brush, but we had a, the the from my left is where they were coming from, and I'm sitting behind Chris, and we could see the birds, but he didn't have a shot at them, and he couldn't range to see how far it was. Well, the hen comes on down the hill looking at that decoy, and the the toms are kind of you know they're strutting and kind of coming with a little bit. They're starting to come with, and one gets into what I think is shooting range, but I can't, I can't range it because of where I'm sitting and Chris is, didn't have a range finder. Um, so I'm like, I, I think that's in range. And he's like, I don't know, man. And the hen comes down and the wind blows and that decoy turned. And so this entire bird just disappeared <laughs> like to, to the hen and dude, you could see it in her face. It's like, what the hell just happened? That's so weird. Right. And, uh, she started, you know, starts barking a little, little bit at, at the decoy and turns around and the, the Tom closest to us had his head towards Chris and I'm like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And he's like, I don't know, man. And it turned the fan to where then they couldn't see the head anymore and they walked off. But yeah, good story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the closest I've actually, Chris has had multiple run-ins with turkeys where we've taken him that we've gotten him that close. One time we were hunting with to- Tony Caggiano. And Tony called a bird up, and that one got to be within, like, 60 yards. And uh, it right as it was getting ready to top the hill, we could hear it over the hill scratching around, and Tony couldn't pull it in the rest of the way. It just decided they didn't want to come on. Um, I need to – I need a turkey hunt with somebody that really knows what they're doing. Well. Dude, it's like, like a Tony. Or oh my somebody. God. Well, Tony, Paul, even. Yeah. Paul, 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 Tony was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I've yeah. talked about it before. I won't go down that whole rabbit hole again, but just the, you know, seeing th- him do things that I thought were too aggressive or I, I would have normally thought were too aggressive. Yeah. And then at times being so quiet, that I'm like, dude, you're killing me. We got a call right now. Like, you know, this is, this is it. And then, 
his, you know, he's running through the calls. It's like a symphony, you know, he, he knew which call he wanted to do at what time. It wasn't, it wasn't like he was a one trick pony, you know, it wasn't just diaphragm. He's got all his other calls out and he's working every single one of them. And the, the biggest thing I learned from him is just making it realistic. Like he would make a ton of racket. I thought we were being too loud at times, but he'd start scratching around and, you know, really telling the story that he's trying to tell, you know, if the birds are supposed to be fighting, it needs to sound like they're fighting. You know, it's weird if you hear just the calls and not all the, and if you've ever seen turkeys fight, you know, it's loud, right? Mm -hmm. Like all their wings and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I learned a ton just from watching him that one time. And then he ended up helping kill the biggest bird I've ever seen on that property. And it was the third biggest bird he'd ever seen in, in guiding 350 birds. So it was a monster. That was the God Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. Well, I'm going to NWTF this week. Um, so I'm going to come back fired up for turkey season. I'd be real excited. You going to you going to buy some calls down there? Uh I'm I'm pretty called up at this point. Yeah. I think um honestly what I need to get is one of those Nukem blinds. The, that we're getting, oh, about that to start like selling. Goes right in front yeah, of you. the one that Paul had yeah. when we were out at the farm. So Jennings has expressed interest in going, and so I want to take him out, and I I need to see those in person to see mm-hmm. if an XL is going to be big enough to tuck a ten year old in there with me, or how I'm going to use it. So I'm excited to see Pat down there, but um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to go down. And that's cool. Hear all the calls, get all fired up. You, you mentioned Paul. I want to give Paul a shout out. Um, if you all haven't checked out Paul's turkey season show it is really cool he sent us an episode he did the other day and i listened to it uh, it's it's one of the most it'll still be one of the more recent ones by the time you guys hear this but it's the life of ben rogers lee and he he talks about this this guy who was a force within turkey hunting and how he kind of really was one of the first celebrities in turkey hunting and how his legacy is still playing out from all the people who learned from him and it's a really, really well done podcast. Paul's interviewed what sounds like dozens of people about Ben Rogers Lee. And he, he sent it to us the other day. And Jacob knows how I'm a podcast. Like, I don't listen to them. When people send them to me, I save them and then forget about them. Or mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted. But this one was 30 minutes. Um, and, and so, or 30 minutes or so, maybe 45. And I was like, All right, I'll give this a go, right? Um, so I, I checked it out. And it was really cool. There's a lot of good stories. Really fun storytelling. It's put together kind of – it's almost like an NPR-style show. You know? Yeah, the way he structured the show is really good and yeah. entertaining. Yeah, so shout-out to Paul. Go check out his show. Um, that's Paul from the O2 Podcast. If you guys don't know which Paul we're talking about, Paul Campbell, he's on Go Wild. So listen to that show and then you know give Paul a shout-out and a tag. And I know he's got two more episodes on Ben coming out. Mm-hmm. So it sounds – I'll have to check those out. I just checked. It doesn't look like they've hit yet, but it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I haven't played around with it much except early on his turkey map that talks about oh, that all the seasons, cool. when they open, what the bag limits are, what yeah. what tags and stuff you need for each state. So he's got a pretty interesting tool going on there. Yeah, that's too. a that's on uh, is it turkeyseason.com? turkeyseason.com. Yeah, turkeyseason.com. You can go on and you know, God, some of these websites for the government agencies are so rough to find anything and. A lot of them just don't make sense, and Paul's really simplified the data and pulled pulled it down into an easy click my state, boom, here's all the regulations. Yeah, and, and you're seeing that too on the big game hunting out west where people are making aggregators and sites where you can go in and figure out what draws and units and all that stuff. Um, but nobody's done it yet for turkey, so he's kind of got it. He's got the tool for it. Yep. Um, 
one one last thing I wanted to mention here as we wind down is um, Braden Ware is not with Go Wild anymore. So Braden had a good run here, uh, got an offer out of nowhere that he it was too good to refuse. So uh, I wish we had gotten one more uncensored in with him. To we still just, can. Yeah, we like, still, he'll, well, that's he'll true. Be back I'm just saying, before, like on our normal Monday yes. routine. Uh, but we kind of came back from shot and things were crazy. So uh, he's not dead. He's not going anywhere, as Jacob <laughs> said. He just fished with him on Saturday. He's with but, us in spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, super <laughs> but grateful. Screw him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also screw screw Braden. But no, I I Jerk. just want to say I'm I'm really grateful for everything that Braden's done for Go Wild over the last four years, and we wish him nothing the best on the the career side. But yeah, he can't get rid of us on the the friend side. Yeah, we're already trying to plan out hunting trips together. I think he's buying a. He said he was going to buy a deer, Kentucky deer, yeah, uh, permit this yeah. year. Well, and Braden was talking to Phil this weekend about you buying a bow, and Phil was like, "Oh, great, he can come hunt Indiana with us now yep. too." That's yeah. true, and I I would like uh, before I wouldn't have paid that that amount of money because out of state's Short like two hundred fifty dollars or something. Yeah, but if you but, got all season to go over there, and doesn't Indiana bow season start before Kentucky bow season? No, no, it's no. after later. It's October first. Kentucky's one of the earliest in the country. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, and at least I'll be up there practicing over the summer and yeah. whatnot. We didn't really talk about your bow today, Dan, but we're out of time. So maybe That's next fine. Time. I'll save it for next we'll, time. Because yeah, we'll I haven't set any of yeah, it up. We'll talk about once you get set it up. Yeah, as soon yeah. as I start getting it set up, I'll be talking about the various ways I comically break things. <laughs> right now, make he's mistakes. just staring at it, sitting <laughs> yeah. in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk through what setup you ended up getting and, and what you got going on on the next episode. All right, you all, thanks for listening to this show. Thanks again to GunBroker.com for sponsoring this show. Make sure you check out GunBroker for all your firearm needs. You had Dan, Erica, Jacob, and Brad on this episode today. Log that on Go Out. Hit the plus sign, log time. Outdoor podcast to get those points. Uh, you definitely want to keep adding to your points. We've got more rewards coming all the time. So thanks again for listening. Bye.